Welcome to The Messy Path, a podcast about navigating the messy journey through personal and spiritual development. I'm Ariel, a rapid transformational therapist, helping women connect and enhance their relationship to self and soul. And I'm Whitney, an intuitive relationship coach, guiding women into deeper connection with themselves so they can live out their ideal relationships in all areas of life. The messy path isn't something to escape, but to embrace and find yourself on, not in. You aren't your mess, darling, and we're here to show you that you can navigate through the mess along your journey to yourself. The journey through personal and spiritual development isn't a walk in the park. Rather, it's an arduous hike through a dense and rocky forest. This podcast is created to support you in moving through your mess. As an RTT therapist and intuitive relationship coach, we've been in it for years, supporting our clients, learning how to manage our own mess, grow as imperfect and beautiful souls, and continue to expand along our own path. Our inspiration and goal is that through merging our experiences and sharing our stories and practices, we can guide women on their paths. Together, we can show the variety of paths life takes to finding your true connection and way of being in your life. Life is messy. It's a series of beautiful events that push us, challenge us, and show us what we can be. Join us as we share in the mess and expand on our journey through the messy path. Hi folks, this is Ariel hopping on to give you just a little introduction to episode 19, Processing Our Relationships. Um, First of all, I'm doing this because at the time that we recorded this episode, I was battling COVID and a sore throat and um, listening to it back, I sound pretty grumbly at some point. So excuse that. And I am doing much better now. Um, But really, Whitney and I were having a personal conversation, kind of getting us ready for uh, recording this episode and just decided to press record. Um, So this is really what it sounds like for us to be processing where we are currently in our relationship journey um, with our partners and with ourselves and how that looks when we're doing the work for others as an intuitive relationship coach and an RTT therapist and how we use a lot of those modalities to help ourselves as well. We share some really intimate details um, about past lives and our current struggles and we just hope like always that you enjoy listening to our show as much as we enjoy uh, recording them for you. It's always a, a truly a light point of our week, a truly aligning time. So if you're enjoying listening to us at at any point of your journey, um, consider joining us in our Messy Path course in January, which we talk a little bit more about later in the show. So with that being said, on to the show. All right. Hi, Whitney. So what's been going on with you lately? How are you doing? Hi, hi. Um, I am in the flow and the mess of it. And I think we both have such powerful messages this week of 
why are things coming up the way they are? So you and I have both been on a path of like slowing down and grounding big time. And we both got like more messages this week about that. So my path has been messy this week. Um, I had a bit of an emotional break earlier this week in realizing we have a lot longer to go in living with this COVID lifestyle. And it is like hitting me hard because I am extroverted and I love to travel and I love like going to a bar and just like sitting down and chatting with strangers and like that's literally not safe or doable right now Mm -hmm. um and all of that mixed with the my own personal work and realizations that I'm having in my relationship and that growth um really culminated this week and like me getting that message to like slow back down and to use the space which is my word for this year um to just be and to ground so it's been a whirlwind of a week, but it feels good to be in the observance of all of that shift and change um, and realizations in my own patterns in relationships. Like this is the work that I do with my clients is what patterns aren't serving you anymore and how do you break them? Mm-hmm. So I'm literally taking now the lessons and the things that I do with my clients and reflecting on them for myself of why do I have these patterns that are popping up for me right now in relationship of like, questioning all of that Mm -hmm. Um, and how do I reflect yeah so I like how you're saying like the relationship OCD which Mm -hmm. I think is an interesting phrase in general but the points like the questions is points that you said I think were really like hit hard for me too yeah um questioning relationship is this the right person am I doing enough those kinds of things yeah and for me the answer was to do a lot more like grounding. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I felt like that a lot recently too, where I could hear myself literally saying out loud to my partner, do you think we can just do this? Like actually do this, like really stay just like this, like happy and exuberant and content and joyful, you know, and and to the point where he was getting upset with me for asking too. And I felt like it was just these ahas like coming out of me or questions coming out of me. Like, Mm -hmm. can you keep a relationship being good? Because my relationship patterns and history and view is that you get to a certain point and the relationship turns sour. And Mm -hmm. then you get to choose whether you stay miserable within the relationship or miserable turning out of the relationship and either way you're miserable and I think that you know being in our early 30s now for me I was seeing people in you know even 10 15 years older than us 20 years older than us 30 40 years older Mm -hmm. than us most of them are miserable and then it's like your grandparents might be happy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you go through this long surge of like definite unhappiness where you're just like locked into misery. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. That's a big part of what I'm choosing like not to do, yeah. which has caused all this misery, right? It's caused big breakups, crying on the floor, like big you know, tumultuous situations where I'm trusting my intuition, you know, but it's also 
brought me what feels like the best, healthiest, happiest relationship I've ever been in. Totally. And now I'm like moving through those and moving through those questions of saying, you know, can we do this? Mm -hmm. My partner has been married before, has been in long-term, much longer-term relationships than I have, and what I consider more significant relationships because of children and commitment levels and things like that than what we are. And that was something that was really triggering to me too, of being like, feeling like I wasn't going to be as significant of a relationship to him and that's your ego speaking mm-hmm. fully. So my yeah. ego. So my ego coming through because we're probably not going to have children together. Yeah. You know, we're not going to get married for who knows how much longer. Still. Sure. And I'm not going to have those types of years or transitions or whatever, like mm-hmm. in our experience. My parents have known each other since literally they were children. And there's nothing that's happened in their lives that hasn't happened with each other. Mm -hmm. That was my expectation. And so I still have this big feeling of like loss that my partner has had all these experiences. Yeah. But like, I think the, the thing that is really beautiful for you is you're not getting maybe those outward experiences where like people can mark like, oh yeah, there's that moment of like, having a kid together or whatever, getting first marriage or all Mm -hmm. of those things. But you are having these deep, like soulful moments of clicks and up levelings and things like that, that are happening between you two, which are harder to mark outwardly because they Mm -hmm. happen. And then you move through time and you're like, Oh, oh, I totally forgot that. Like six months ago, we had this like amazing thing that unfolded because even even as much as I take pictures of things, right? Mm-hmm. And because I, I love taking pictures and, and capturing moments in that way mm-hmm. of being able to say, oh yes, this is when that happened or whatever. Yeah. You can't capture the feeling of having your souls meet or having yeah. deeper recognition. And again, it's just more trust and it's yep. a more surrender of more trust. But what's helped me a lot recently, so when this was coming up for me, this feeling like, why do I need so much more validation? Like, he's fine. He's doing good. I know we're continuing progressing like on our relationship journey, but this is spiking for me. So I did an RTT session that involved like, that involved like past lives that then transitioned to like life between lives places, which yeah. was really cool, really beautiful. And I got so much clarity through that of understanding what was our relationship like before, right? Mm. And I say before, like what, why would we have made the agreements we did now? Because I didn't remember, right? My conscious self is on the other side of the veil and I don't remember what that was. Yeah. And so for me seeing, okay, the, the first life that we visited, I was a man and my partner was the woman and mm. I left her and she wanted to marry me. And I was feeling like, no, I have to, you know, build a better life for us first. Oh, wow. And I like immigrated somewhere else and like trying to build us a better life. And she ended up passing before we reconnected. Oh, and wow. I just totally, like totally shut down 
And when I finally died, my feeling was I already died when she died. And so there was twofold messages for me in there. A big one was in understanding the relationship that my partner wanted, that it mattered more that we were together through all of this, not what we were building or making, but that we were doing it together, which is totally reflects my sentiments now, right? With things too, is I want to be doing it together. But then also that I completely shut down my energy Mm -hmm. when the other person wasn't there. So Mm -hmm. when my partner had passed, I essentially stopped living. My, my energy stopped. And you did that again in a different past life too, right? When Mm -hmm. your partner was like always gone and you had the children and you were like literally beside yourself. Yes. So, and so that was the second life that we visited. Mm -hmm. I was a woman and my partner was, um, some type of, um, warrior. Okay. Okay. And so they were always gone. At one point, it said they were gone for like three years amount of time of not knowing whether he had lived or was he still alive or whether he had died, you know? And in doing so, I lost all of my children. So I had had like, I, I ended up dying in childbirth or a miscarriage or something like that. And he made it back just as I was dying, but I couldn't even say anything to him. Like I was that close to dying. And he was just like, I should have been here with you. I should have been here with you. Yeah. And um, the big lesson for me in that, again, was when he was gone, my energetic being shut down so much that Mm -hmm. I couldn't sustain like growing a baby inside me. Like I had so little life that I couldn't like sustain it. And it ended up, you know, like leading to my demise. So needing to have that kind of balance there and wanting to have, um, honestly, it made so much sense of why my partner would be like, no, we're not having children in this lifetime. Like, look at how, look at how detrimental this was to you. I'm not doing this to you, you know, and why we would have made maybe an agreement for that. Do I have to agree with that agreement (laughs) consciously like right now? (laughs) Not necessarily, but I can observe it and say, ah, there's a part of resonating to me in that, that brings me a lot of calm. Like after doing these sessions, it helped me feel so much more calm and more grounded. Yeah. Then we were able to talk in the life between life space where we were saying, where I was really kind of talking with through you know the universal brain the collective consciousness to the entity of my soulmate partner and him saying that it was just simply like a personality difference that he didn't need that type of val you know like earthly validation that he knew we were committed but i want a party or i want a celebration i want a marriage i want like the thing and it was just a difference like in you know, how we value things, how we celebrate things, just a personality difference. Yeah. And that helped me understand things like uh, a ton. Honestly, I just felt so, so calm, like from it. Yeah. But here's the ex-wife in our real life, still pushing on things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she's poking on things. And I've mentioned this a little bit like before, but, and, and I'm like, okay, but this is just, like really annoying. And so I had 
through like an inner voice session, really finding more clarity in like what this is. And because I feel like she got to be at this like higher status than me in this mm-hmm. lifetime of having the children, being married for so long, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, taking up so much of his energy. Yeah. And still being so prevalent. <clears throat> and the answer that I got from my inner guidance was one of saying like, it's not uh, up and down hierarchy. Cause that's what I really felt like it was. Well, you're raised in a patriarchal society. Exactly. So like everything we look at is like a vertical up and hierarchy. Down. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the systems that I saw was like, like five dimensional and it was up and down and over and through and just kept moving. And that really helped me understand like that. No, it's not, you know, she's better than me or, you know, something else. Like I didn't have to be as threatened by that type of time that she was able to take up in his life. Right. That I know that things value in different ways and in different growth periods. Um, And then I also had this message, which really surprised me of like the queen stepping into the hall Mm. and it was this and i never call myself the queen i'm never someone who's like put the crown on right yeah but that's what made this so like impactful for me is because it was like telling me to stop acting Mm. like i didn't matter as much Mm -hmm. i was creating that i was creating that frequency i was in that you know doubt unsettled feeling and like telling me like knock it off and start acting like you're the queen in this relationship right that that's my status that's my role because I know that we're soulmates and I know that we've had these lifetimes together and I know and believe and trust in those deeper moments that we have and to start like showing up in it and so that has really helped me like there's um he's kind of going into something with the ex-wife like right now um doing this stuff and my mom's helping him actually because she's an attorney and and I'm like yes like we're here to take care of you you're part of us like you know this is we're your soul tribe right Mm -hmm. and I it kind of brings into like another question for me which I haven't had answered yet but like if Brian and I are soulmates Mm -hmm. And I have had many lifetimes with my family. You mm-hmm. know, I know my soul sister is, has been with me many lifetimes. I know she's part of my soul group. Yeah. I know my mom is part of my soul group. Yep. Then Brian's soul yep. knows them too. Yep. And it shifted my perspective to being like, no, you're coming home. He's coming home. Gary Zukov, Seed of the Soul. Have you mm-hmm. read that? You kind of, okay. So that is exactly the aspect that he is, he theorizes. So he was a hypnotherapist and like had this crazy story of like, he was a pain hypnotherapist and would do hypnotherapy to like relieve pain. And he had a client, I'm just going to try to give the clip notes, who, when she went into hypnosis with him, dropped into a past life where Mm -hmm. she got run over by a carriage and broke both of her knees and she had chronic knee pain in this life mm-hmm. from the time she was like five. So yes, so it's he, crazy like, how those things like uh, carry over. But so yeah, so he uncovered this in like the seventies mm-hmm. and was super skeptical, but did a bunch of studies and like 
found a whole network of people that he worked with who he did past life regressions with. And that was a theme was that, and that was, that's one of his theories that he's developed is you come down in like a pod of souls. Like you all come down around the same Mm -hmm. time to like work with each other, to know each other. And like, that's, I've had a very similar experience with like relationships to, to significant others and my family. And like my mom and I have like done all kinds of lives together, my grandpa. So like, that's totally a thing. And it's really beautiful because maybe for, um, for your partner in this life, he needed to actually start outside the pod to do some yes. deeper work. And then so, it's getting back in. Yes. And so I was telling him <clears throat> a story of one of my clients who, um, who we identified um, every member of her immediate family from her past life, okay. and, which was really interesting. And she had had, um, but her like little boy from a past life didn't fully make it with them. Like they were, she was pregnant with twins and the one twin didn't make it. Like, and so I'm like, okay, well, where's that baby? Where is that? So on, they were like, it went back to the life between lives place. And then, and now they're with somebody else and they feel really isolated and it's really hard. And I was like, are you ever going to see them? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, this is so interesting. Yeah. I was telling my partner this and even he said, maybe I was the one who was isolated. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was the one who was away. Mm-hmm. And like, even for him to have said it to me, I was like, it honestly made like this bigger click and without needing to, you know, do a session on who my soul pod group is, right. Yep. Not needing to identify them further beyond what I already know and feel. I had this feeling like, oh my gosh, Brian's coming home. Yeah, Brian's coming home. He's finally coming back into our soul group. And whatever reason and lessons he had to learn, like there's this recognition with my from my family to him is really interesting. And the more I feel like I acknowledge that, the more I see it happening with the relationship with my family mm-hmm. and how they're interacting with him and what they're saying and how they're doing it. And it's like, yes. And I'm like, if you're my soulmate, which I know and believe fully, yeah. and this is part of my soul pod is part of my family. Right. You know, I know my mom, I know my soul sister, like, it's like, he knows them already too. Mm-hmm. And it's just some of those things that has helped me really validate and like ground within my relationship myself Mm -hmm. and stop being in the kind of still energetically high vibrating, you know, like I'm showing the, the flustered hand, the fluttering hand. (laughs) It feels like that sometimes like, right. Where you're just being like, Oh yeah. It's almost, yeah. It's like you're holding a vibrato. It's like, okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, but I'm like shaking Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yes. And so it's just helped me like, ground down into that and That's feel more validated he, even though we're not married yet even though we don't have our our own house yet even though we're probably not going to have our own kids together like even yeah. though these things it's just helping me feel really settled and grounded into like yes but this is good and I know it's good and yeah. this is okay to be good and I think that's something that we don't feel and see anywhere right yeah and it's really hard to put your finger on that like hearing Mm -hmm. you process through this I am getting like 
like literally feeling the things click together in my brain and in my mm. soul of like what I'm processing. Cause I, I think the, I have always focused all my energy and this is why I do the coaching that I do right. on romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Like since I was a child, it was like that or nothing. Like yep. this is me. Right. When you're 13, and, I'm going to experience every kind of love. Yep. So I have put so much energy and pressure on that. And what I'm realizing in the last like six months is holy shit in my last serious long-term relationship where the engagement was ended. um, I did major uncovering of the trauma that I was holding that was my mother's and is my mother's from her issues with alcoholism and Mm -hmm. her issues, just emotional abuse and like all kinds of stuff. And that affected me, of course, like it's generational trauma, but then also, but then also like being raised by an alcoholic is like, there's, there's massive piles of books on that because you Mm -hmm. grow up literally walking on eggshells. So I don't know how to just be like comfortable. I'm like teaching Mm -hmm. myself how to be comfortable. So as I'm processing all of this and like hearing you speak, I'm thinking, okay, so this has nothing to do with Greg. This has zero to do with my relationship with Greg. He is stable. He is fine. He consistently reminds me of that. Even when I ask him ad nauseum and he's like, stop asking me, we're fine. Right. It's all about me healing what I have experienced with my mother. And like, that is why we did this mother daughter thing this time, Mm because we've never done this matchup before. And so now I'm like, okay, this puts a totally different spin on all my shit right now. Like I get to go ground into this realization and figure out what I need to heal in order to grow, Mm. in order to feel grounded. Okay, everybody. So it's here finally, and we are so freaking excited. We have opened up registration for The Messy Path. Um, Mm. Yay! We start in January on 011221, right? Mm -hmm. Magic numbers. And we have 11 spots. We're going to keep this to 13 of us lovely humans. uh, Divine feminine number. Exactly. Um, And we already have some folks that are signing up. So if you want to grab a spot, um, jump in now. Uh, We are so excited to hold this space and do this practice again. It really is about meeting you where you are on your messy path and helping you navigate it assimilate those lessons that are popping up for you right now and learn how to not identify as the mess, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is a lot of what we talked about in today's episode. And each week we're going to do a healing meditation and have journaling prompts as well as sharing in our story. And we want to do this as a community event because there's so much that we get from sharing in our stories, sharing in the healing process. It's why Whitney and I love, excuse me, collaborating together, right? There's a shared, um, there's just a deeper level when it's in a shared space. Uh, So we're opening that up to, um, to have it be a community group as well. Yay. So go join us. Uh, You will find a link in the show notes. You can head to either of our websites um, and we both have a messy path page there and that's where you'll find all the details and you can sign up and reserve your spot. We're all like literally being the caged bird right now. Mm -hmm. And this isn't like a pretty analogy, but like 
when you first, if you catch a wild bird and put it in a cage, it's going to be freaking out, freaking out, right? Any yep, animal. Fluttering against the Fluttering bars. against that. And yep. even though it might be singing or, you know, at rest for moments, right? It's going to be at rest for a moment and then it's going to try to get out. And it's like, we're all in this situation right now where we're told to stay in the cage. And yep. so we have all this high energy that's like, but I need to be anywhere else. And because we're being told to do it instead of choosing to do it, how many nights do we spend at home not going out, not seeing people, Mm -hmm. not doing those things, but it's your choice. And so it doesn't feel as like limiting. But here we are in this relationship and saying the same things. We're choosing to just be at rest. And I think that's something that, you know, all of our movies, all of our stories, all of our, our journeys is on the quest. Mm-hmm. What happens when you achieve the quest? And that's what the messy path is even about. Yeah. Is like, you don't get to a stopping point. You don't get to the check mark and then the story ends. Yeah, and you don't ride off into the sunset and just like everything's happy forever. Right, but at the same time, it is. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it is. But we're told it isn't. We're told we can't just ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. We don't see in the day-to-day or the long-term what just being and being content like looks like anymore yeah. because we don't, we're, we're in a hustle society. And mm-hmm. so our hustle mindset as coaches and healers and people who have been doing the self-work for all this mm-hmm. time, now we're almost addicted, right? Or We are. Um, yeah what feels familiar now to us is doing the work, yes. not being at rest. Like, and so here rep- we are being yeah. at rest and it feels uncomfortable, but we have to just validate that. And I think that's what you need right now mm-hmm. is just to validate we're okay. And, and that's it's okay. Yeah. And that's exactly what our last episode was all about because truthfully, it's really hard when you throw yourself so deeply into spiritual and personal growth. It is really hard when you reach a place to just be okay in not doing major work. Like I just had this big aha. So now my brain is like, okay, I got to sit down and like start journaling deeper. Like I used to, and I need to like, maybe go get, get an RTT session. Like here's all the things that I could be doing. And now at the same time, I'm thinking, nope, you get to sit with that realization yeah. and then let the next thing fall into place. It is not about like constantly being like on that steep part of the mountain and climbing it. That's not sustainable to just be like hustle, 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 hustle. Right. You need to take breaks and you need to like rest in it. And that's never been a place where I've excelled. And I think when you get on this growth journey, you really, you want those big gains. It's like working yes. out. You want to be like, making gains and like upping the weight and all of that stuff, but you can't constantly be in that mode. Like there, there reaches a point where you have your system and you keep working it and new things cycle through, but you're not like really reaching anymore. Right. And you're building new things. Mm -hmm. Now you're building a house. Now you're building a sustainable relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Now you're building these things. You're not in the achieving of that mode. Now you're in the sustaining of that mode. And I think if we look at it that way, 
we can still say it's doing work, right? We're doing oh, yeah. the work of maintaining a sustainable relationship. And I think if we identify like, okay, what are sustainable things that we do on a regular basis to just sustain our hygiene, right? You shower because, you know, you have to, and that's just a sustainable thing. But yeah. there's sometimes where you're smellier or sometimes where you take a long bath or sometimes, <laughs> you know, yeah. it varies, but you have to just regularly do that maintenance. You have to yes. brush your teeth every day. And now it's like finding the joy in brushing your teeth every day, Yeah. right? This is what we're doing. This is what the, you know, finding those simple moments of gratitude and that's why you know my favorite quote i dream of no heaven but that which lies about me right that the simplest conversations with my neighbor and my and can be what brings you joy yeah and just being in that and being in that calm place mm -hmm. of of being okay and just yep. enjoying that and feeling grounded in that yeah so this message is coming through like so strong for me right now because it's a lesson I'm learning. And I think for anyone who's in a place in a relationship right now where you have been consistently looking to create that sustainable relationship, create that connection with a person that honors you, understands you, supports you, um, you, when you get there, at first it feels so good. And you're like, oh my God, this is it. I know it. I recognize it. Like, these are the kind of conversations I want. This is how I want to feel sitting on the couch with this person. This is how I want dinners to go. And then after you're in that for a while, your monkey mind kicks back in and is like, is this really right? Like, and this is where mm -hmm. those relationship OCD traits can come in. So this is something I'm just getting into researching. So I'm like, by no means an expert at, I feel like I have traits of this. So I'm like really investigating it right now. But part of those traits is, is this really okay? am I okay? Is this other person okay? How can I make sure, like, how do I know definitively that this is how I should feel sitting on the couch next to my partner? Like all of these questions start going through your head potentially. And that robs you of the joy of being in the heaven that lies about you, that you found. Yeah. So it's sitting back and saying, are these Unless questions? Unless your answer is yes. Sure. And, you know, and I think yeah. maybe that's part of it too. Because we ask these things all the time. That mm -hmm. is the awareness mode. Yeah. And I think that this isn't a bad thing, Whitney. Mm -hmm. Like this is the awareness mode. This mm -hmm. is the observer. This mm -hmm. is inherently part of your personality. This is inherently part of what makes you a good relationship coach. Why we're doing the, the work for other people that we're doing because we're also just inherently always doing it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think it's like just... Okay, so the, the best analogy for releasing anxiety I have came from um, my sister's inquirer, and she said, if you have a song stuck in your head, what you really have is the phrase stuck in your head. Mm -hmm. You'll have the chorus or whatever, or a certain line. She's sure. like, to release the song from your head, sing it through to the end. Mm -hmm. And once you sing to the end of the song, the song is released from your mind. And that's the same thing with anxiety. When you're feeling anxious about something is because your, your mind, your thoughts are looping mm -hmm. on a certain part of what is going to happen, what is going to happen, what is going to happen. Finish out the song, finish mm -hmm. out the song. 
well, what's going to happen is this could happen and it could lead to bliss. This other thing could happen and it will lead to death. Those are your two end points. Sure. Those are always the two end points, mm -hmm. right? It's going to make it. It's not going to make it. It's going to be great. It's going to be terrible. On the mm -hmm. other side of terrible is always another adventure. On the other side of great is what we're in now. Yep. Is in the being. Yep. And that's what we don't think about. So I don't think you should bash yourself for asking these questions. I think it's almost like finish the question. Sure. And, and that's that loop in it. And that's, I think, the when you notice yourself in that habit, in that space, it's asking your intuition, are these mm -hmm. ego-based right now or yep. are these leading me somewhere? Because mm -hmm. when you can back out and be that much more observant of it, because for me, those questions are so habituated that they're not really conscious. So mm -hmm. they're not, it's not like I'm observing because if I back up and I observe, I'm, I look around, I'm like, oh yeah, this yeah, is it's fine. This yep. is fine. But when I'm just in it, it's my like ego trickster mode going, uh, are you sure you're safe? Are you sure you're safe? Mm -hmm. Are you sure you're safe? So when you can back out a little bit more and understand, maybe this question is leading me somewhere I need to go. Because I have had that mm -hmm. experience in past relationships of like, no, you're not really happy here. So that's why these questions are coming right. up. So you need to investigate this more. But it is just having that awareness of the source of the question that's popping mm -hmm. up in your head. That's a real, I think that's a super good point. And I also think saying like, when you answer the question, yeah, I am good. Nuzzle back into that, right? Yeah. Snuggle back into that. Yeah. Snuggle back in to your partner and you saying, yes, this is good. Mm -hmm. This is good. This feels good. Happy. Yeah. Thank you more. Please. Yes. More totally. please on this. And knowing that it's okay to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I think we've we've shifted our, our <laughs> thing so much of saying it's okay to not be okay mm -hmm. that we got really used to not being okay. Mm -hmm. And now we have to kind of shift back of saying, yeah, it's also really okay to be good, to be yeah. doing good. And I think that uh, I think in women culture that's something you, you can't say, you mm -mm. can't say, yeah, um, my periods are bliss. They're, they're short, they're easy. I get a little emotional the first day and then I'm fine. Yeah. Why? Because I'm leaning into my emotional cycles, my energetic cycles. Yeah. I'm in tune with my body and I understand my flow. Yeah. You can't say, Oh, how's your relationship? Sex is amazing. He makes great food. We laugh every day. Things are good, right? Yeah. Because we're cast, you know, we're, um, what's the word? Um, um, outcasted. What is it? Anyway. Yeah. Um, for, for boasting, totally. right? Oh, yeah. oh, you're just boasting. Or you're cocky. You're yeah. Like, right? Yeah. That's just your, that's just what you project on Instagram, right? Yeah. It can't really be, you know, those people are just right. fronting or that's hurting other people by actually saying that you're that good. Yeah. It's like, well, what if that was hopeful? What if that right. wasn't having anything to do with other people, but you were just living and being and showing in the light of your joy? Yeah. And acknowledging that and supporting other women in being good, doing good, saying, I'm succeeding right now. Yes. You know, and not feeling bad for saying, I'm succeeding. Things are great. Right. You know? That's, yes, that is so 
so spot on. Like I am in this point right now and, and that's okay. It also doesn't mean you're going to be in that point forever. You know, it's always just a moment in time. So like, if you can allow yourself to, um, to just be with it and like, I, and that was a big lesson for me this week too, was like, you don't always have to be in the high and the low. You can just Mm -hmm. be in that gray area. And for me, that's not very comfortable because I'm constantly looking to achieve. That's just like my, Mm -hmm. my motion is always forward at like the fastest rate possible. So when I'm in a moment of like, oh no, I can just be kind of uncomfortable, kind of blah, like kind of having a, just an okay day was really freeing and uncomfortable at the same time for me, because it's like, wait a second, like this isn't the if, if we go into Abraham, this isn't where I want to be on the emotional scale. This isn't my mm-hmm. ideal setting is not like meh. But I also need to remember you climb that scale one rung at a time. You don't go from meh to like bliss and joy. Yes. You, you yes. slowly move your way up and it's okay on certain days to be like dropping down a rung or two or climbing up three or just rolling with that. And so it's so funny because all year long I've been preaching grace to like literally anybody who will listen mm-hmm. to me, like give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. And it's so much a lesson for myself this year too. Like yeah. give yourself right. some grace on this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's as light bearers, right? As light workers, yeah. our lesson is our lesson for others as well. And Absolutely. by being in our light, that is how we guide the way for others because we're literally guides we're not here to heal other people we're here to guide them through that and i imagine you know the guide carrying the lantern down the path and this is what our role is and we're here you know doing it and being in it too but it's like sometimes you have to set up camp and set up camp like in your emotions and in your beingness that you're not always like charging through or creating a new path but you're actually just setting up camp you know and enjoying sharing some kumbaya songs and resting and playing around and just being in it totally and that's such a beautiful analogy of just like taking a moment on the trail because mm-hmm. you, you really, you have to take those moments because if you don't, you just exhaust yourself. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's so funny. Cause I feel like this episode is just like a culmination of the last handful that we've been walking through. It's just, it really is reiterating, like be where you are, move with the flow of your energy and just allow the lesson to unfold for you. Like there's no reaching that you need to do necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like there, it will come to you. The lesson will come to you. Like it just did for me hearing you speak. And then it was like all clicking in my head, like, Oh, okay. Yep. That's why. And then letting the tools come to you too. So don't necessarily go grasping for something. Like I, I want to run out and go do all the things and use all the tools, but I know inherently that like just sitting in it, the right thing will pop yeah. up. Like I will have the right tool present itself to me to process Mm -hmm. and that again it's that integration mode Mm -hmm. of just allowing Mm -hmm. right and i'm going to point out again um it was at the beginning of this year you know january february i think it was that we merged your soul from the in-between place for the first time ever and i think that this is another thing of your caged bird kind of thing where you're like oh, but I got to be fluttering around all these other places. And you're like, 
No, nope. we're going right to be here. in this little vessel, this little Whitney vessel, and we're going to <laughs> do these things right now, yes. you know? Totally. And I th- um, two, it's like, that is what the human experience is, is in the being, in the growing, in the sadness, in the feeling of these things. And our souls don't really enjoy that. Our souls feel so limited by the human experience. And I've had some really actually interesting um, sessions recently where people have tapped into that and they're like, I don't want to be here. The soul doesn't want to be here. It feels really constricted Mm -hmm. and confined. And the human self was like, well, look at all the beauty. Mm -hmm. Look at all the joy. Look at all the adventure, right? This is what we're here to to participate in and it's finding again that recognition that grounding in those simple joys in the being in just sitting there my partner and i have been sick now for the past week and it's it feels like it's been uh, forever you know and and i'm like we haven't talked to each other and he's like what are you talking about and I'm like I don't know we haven't had like a real conversation (laughs) and he's like but we've just both been sick and we haven't been snuggling with each other which is a big part of my love language you know because we've both been coughing and stuff and so that's not it's not comfortable at all and and so here we are sitting on opposite sides of the living room for hours and hours on end like just catatonic or sleeping intermittently you know and it's like but it feels like this disconnection. And I'm like, no, it's not a disconnection. We're just sick right now, you know, and it doesn't have to be a bigger thing than this. And I know this isn't what our relationship is like. I know that this is just this passing right now where I slept for four hours (laughs) on the couch. I wasn't having deep conversations either. And it was just the, just the being of it and then that's okay and I was feeling the same kinds of ways about it too I would also say to you Whitney is to look at the other energies that are happening around Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. because and and notice and I think that the biggest misconception that I had in like leaning into this, right? My ego was like, oh, if you understand your emotions more, if you understand astrology more, if you understand mm. moon cycles, you know, your body cycles more, you're, it will be easier for you. Mm-hmm. Not. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, ha it isn't. You just understand why it's happening more. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like, we're more sensitive to it. We're more um, swayed by the moon and the, you know, universal energies and mm-hmm. these other things that are happening. In it's our control or awareness that just is strengthened, Absolutely. not our resilience to that. And that's what I think I, I thought as being essentially an uncontrolled empath before is that the more I understood the the more resilient I would be. Mm-hmm. But I think the opposite is that I'm more influenced. And mm-hmm. so I've had a lot of people say that the last last weekend was really difficult for them and that there was we had the full moon and lunar mm-hmm. eclipse. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a big emotional pull. And depending mm-hmm. on too 
where you are with your 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 menstrual cycle mm-hmm. could have influenced that too, Whitney. Mm-hmm. And and the whole world is yes. at a crisis right now. Bananas, yeah. So that influences and just heightens the whole you know universal energy. Absolutely. And so I had like I've had moments throughout the pandemic where I have like been totally fine and then just like burst into tears mm-hmm. and um and I'm like this is ridiculous and like I should be okay I like went into shock actually like physical shock where like my face went white I started oh. shaking everywhere and like coughing like as mm-hmm. if I was gonna throw up like actual shock wow. from like something I saw in a movie and I'm like there shouldn't have been like like it shouldn't have been as triggering like as it was like sure. every, I've never had that before and I was like I couldn't tell you it was just a super bizarre thing and it wasn't the most <clears throat> like dramatic thing I've ever seen in a movie it shouldn't sure. have been like so much but I think it was just like all of that emotion was just under the surface of me and it yep. was just waiting to pop and yep. it just popped at the moment And I think then for me, it was, okay, how can I influence change? How can I, you know, be a positive energy during this time and learning what that meant for me, whether it was protesting or donating or Mm -hmm. speaking out or whatever. For Mm -hmm. me, it was doing more of this healing work for people and doing my own self-worth work and, and doing that for other people too. But I think that vibration of unrest is just under our surface as oh my God, energy yeah. workers. And so exactly right. Just giving yourself that compassion and saying like, yeah, this isn't just my energy. Yeah. And I think the the question that comes to me the most, <clears throat> I would say this last year, if I would say what's the what's the question like my inner voice keeps saying to me Mm -hmm. is this your energy are these your emotions Mm. is this for you Mm. is it about you yeah right and that any variation of like that question which is helping me identify as an empath especially which is like these open portals oh yeah (laughs) um is saying no it's not mine Mm-hmm. Okay, how can I release it? How yep. can I release it? How can I release it? Yep. And how can I protect myself more? And maybe yep. that's something that you need right now. You yep. know, you've and that's something talking about so much like that your area is a hotbed right now for for COVID and mm-hmm. for travelers. And so what are they pulling in? They're pulling in a lot of energy too. Mm-hmm. And they're pulling in a lot of unrest energy. Mm-hmm. And you could even just be feeling an influx of that. And it yeah. just might mean that you need more grounding because of that. Mm-hmm. And there's there's so much else going on too that I like, as I was reflecting before we hopped on to record this today, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is another slowdown moment for me, like big time slowdown mm-hmm. moment. Because I'm also doing some really cool work with a, a friend of both of ours, Gina, um, in learning about the Akashic records. And so that's like, it's opening up so much energy and like Mm -hmm. so many clearing opportunities for me right now. So it's, it's another, it's like a weird 
kind of veiled growth moment for me where like, I'm not necessarily growing in big lessons outwardly right now, but there's just a lot of like under, under the surface stuff, like <clears throat> expanding and shifting and, and changing. So that's such a good reminder to just monitor like and, where this and energy is. And again, I think the message in that too is valuing energy, mm-hmm. valuing energy work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if, if you had said, I got my arm broken this year and when my arm healed, then I broke my leg and then I unbroke, you know, and then when that healed, I broke my nose yeah. and then I broke both my legs and then, and then my other arm and then the same arm again, yeah. you would be like, oh my gosh, Whitney, yeah. what is happening to you this year? Like mm-hmm. that is a lot. Mm-hmm. When we put a lot of time and value in into not only your suffering but your healing process, right? Mm-hmm. And really been like, wow, this is so much that you're doing. But yeah. because what you're doing is emotional healing, right? The the invisible healing yep. of emotion and energy work. Yeah. Uh, you know, that mental process that we're not giving our society doesn't give that as much value. And so I think that is just a big reminder all the time for all mm-hmm. of us who are doing any sort of emotional healing, mental mindset work, even oh, yeah. um, mindfulness practices, energy healing, all of these things is just to give it greater value. Yes, um, absolutely. So I just watched Mulan last night. Oh, yeah. Um, the new live oh. action Mulan. Okay. It's really interesting and just take it as not, you know, like the other live actions have been live actions of the Disney movie. This is a telling of Mulan. Oh, cool. Cool. So it don't like expect the same songs. It's not, it's very interesting. It's really Mm -hmm. good. Cool. What it really felt like to me was a battle of her shadow self. Mm. And what happens is like, she has all this chi, which is life energy, energy. Mm-hmm. right? And it's, to me, it was very Jedi, right? Cool. They have all this innate power inside of them. And what this was, was translated to me was like, because I haven't studied chi specifically, but is sure. intuition. Mm-hmm. Is that intuitive knowing that connection to the earth and the energy life force of all beings. Cool. And, but as a girl, this is cast out of her. Mm. And she's basically told she needs to suppress this. And, but as a man, as a warrior, you they, enhance it. they said, why are you hiding your chi? Why are you suppressing this? Oh, this wow. is like your gift. Yeah. But like, this is now, you know, I mean, it's a mythological story, but there has sure. been some type of basis for this, right? Oh, this totally. Is, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years for women that we've been told you need to suppress this chi and the chi woman and the woman who has a ton of chi which i really think is representing mulan's shadow self Mm. is a witch and she's outcasted from everything and she's a servant to the master even though she's the most powerful person and i'm like yes this isn't this is the imbalance that we have 
of mm-hmm. of power and and connection within women which in mm-hmm. within our society mm-hmm. it was just so interesting to see how when it was valued what that looked like yeah and i think that was just like a big message for all of us too is just to really value that yeah. connection and just I know that's been a big, big lesson for me and a big, big lesson that I've really been helping people with, especially this year, is valuing their gifts, leaning into it deeper, developing it deeper. Mm-hmm. And Winnie, you've done so, 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 so much work on that this year. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, just valuing that within yourself mm-hmm. and feeling like, yes, look at all this that I've done. Yeah. And I'm like, a really powerful wizard now and my power is like being happy you know it's, whatever it's so interesting and so spot on because both of us are like constantly looking for reflections of more about our personality type so like I just did a um a quiz like earlier today which is just like you know a silly online quiz but it bases your numerology on like what type of witch you are which I love Mm -hmm. that like witches are coming up now and mine was the shaman and I'm like okay that was unexpected like I would never consider myself like that type of energy so now I'm like really excited to like lean into this more and find some more information about it but I think it's so I did an entire paper on I took a whole class on shamanism did you oh fun um that would be a fun episode to do um like but as I'm, as I'm reflecting this and like just thinking about it today, it's so interesting how consistently whatever you have coming up for you that feels uncomfortable is exactly the thing that you need to be leaning into. Yes. So like as much as I have loved this year, I have also had so many things open up for me this year that mm-hmm. are like, hello, here's a dark spot that needs healing. Hello, your soul mm-hmm. needs to be rejoined to you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. here's all of these major hey, things that are popping shadow. up. Hey, here's some shadow. Here's this other thing. Yeah. Totally. So it's Here's like your shadow in someone else now. Yeah. Right? And how yeah. are you helping them through it? Right. Exactly. So it's been a really cool year of accepting that. And then also sitting in the weirdness that that brings up and the, the fact that like, you're always in some moment of growth, although it might not look like the moments of growth that you feel more comfortable with because you've like navigated them before. So I think that's a really big lesson in this year too, is like, whatever discomfort you're feeling, just allow it. Like, like you said, like do the anxiety thing. Like, where is this bringing me? Like finish the song mm-hmm. and then allow the next thing to unfold because you, you'll constantly just be moving through it. You know, there's no, there's no end to this. It's just like you're ping ponging around the universe, learning your lessons. <laughs> right. You're in yeah. the deep, still, calm part of the river. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you're not moving. Yeah. Just means you're moving deeper. Yeah. Moving more quietly. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're doing less growth. It's deep growth. Yeah. Deep healing, right? That settling, that being. Oh, I think that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And just to focus on enjoying that time. Yeah. Finding the joy in that time, finding the peace in settling. Mm-hmm. And and being still in those moments. Mm-hmm. Totally. Such a fun conversation. I'm glad we just we we went off script a little bit today, folks, but we'll we'll have a cool another episode coming soon that is gonna talk about where we're sitting right now in a different way. Um so yeah, so fun. 
Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to connect with us on Instagram or online, you can find our details in the show notes. And remember, the mess, the mess is-, is the journey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get this.